The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here. Welcome to my podcast, my weekly show, where I discuss all things related to health and happiness, including, of course, our favorite subject, food, but exercise as well, even creativity and socializing and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, it is a different kind of podcast. If you're just joining me, please stay with me, and and better yet, go back and listen to some old episodes to get a sense of of what I do here. It is, it's, it's odd, nay, nutty, nut, nut is what I would say, um, but in a, hopefully a good way. And a lot of people use this as a reminder each week to kind of reset their clocks. Um, you know, the week gets by and you, you goes by and you're busy and, and end of the week and you kind of got to start at ground zero again and just kind of ease your way back in and how to build in new behaviors and, and routines and break things up and change things to your liking to take control of your life. I do not prescribe specific actions. This is a system and a philosophy of living that then you can use to apply to your own life in the way that fits for you. And that is the part of this program and and show uh, that I bring to you. It's probably my favorite thing, which is to that you you have the power and you have the strength. And, and I believe this system simply enhances what already exists in you. That is a very strongly held belief by me, and um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's a fact, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say that, and if you have a problem with that, say it right now. That's what I thought. Nothing. Sil- dead silence. Exactly. And so one point for me in my corner. All right, you guys, let's get busy, shall we? What a week. I, um, woo, I'm a little tired. If you're just joining me, go back, really go back, because uh, you'll get a context of what happened. But anyway, I raced direct to race. It's called the Mendocino Coast 50K. It's a trail ultramarathon, 31 plus miles out in the forest and ocean and river and redwoods and waterfall and cool stuff, man. Great race. Um, but last week, it would have happened uh, two days ago. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still recovering. I am not fully recovered. I'll put it that, that way. It takes a lot out of me. To do this is not my full-time job, obviously, since I'm doing a podcast too. That's part of my job. My YouTube videos, part of my job. I work full-time at the Stanford Inn Wellness Center. It's an eco-resort in the Mendocino Coast. That's a job. StanfordInn.com if you want to check that out. So these are all things, by the way, having a family and, and having that be at the top of my list in terms of you know things that I want to devote my time to. I'm also an author and certified nutritionist and small steps coach. So a lot of lot of irons in the fire. More on that later in this episode. Not necessarily about me, but about us, about the group of us. So um, yeah, welcome you guys. I'm glad you're here, and I want to kind of give a recap of the week, and then frame it in the way that I sometimes do in a, in, a, in a subject matter that's related to living healthy and happy and 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 our species as a whole. Okay. Couple quick announcements. SidGarzaHillman.com is where you find out everything about me, including my social media links and also cool stuff to buy, including Nutty Nut Nut T-shirts. A few of them were at the race, and um, you know, signed copies of my books and approaching the natural shirts and mugs. And you can email me and all blah 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 blah. Okay, I'll be in New York City May twentieth and twenty first. 
speaking at the New York City Veg Food Fest. That's nycvegfoodfest.com. That's May 21st. I'm actually speaking, but I will be there both days, May 20th and May 21st. Triangle Veg Fest in Durham, North Carolina, August 26th and 27th. And I don't know what day I'm speaking there, but I'll be there both days. As well, trianglevegfest.com. My new book, Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family, is out September 19th, but is now available for pre-order on Amazon.com. Last quick thing is I co-launched a meal plan with Matt Frazier. It's a meal plan system of sorts. I'm definitely applying my small steps approach to eating healthier, but it's very food-focused, which is cool because I don't then I don't have to talk about food too much on this podcast. But I do, as you guys know. But anyway, that's nomeatathlete.com slash meal-plan-system, or you can Google Health Made Simple or No Meat Athlete and get to that info as well. So that's exciting stuff, and there we are. Pretty fast on the announcements this week, right? Saw my buddy Kevin McGuire. Uh, Kevin, if you're listening to this, you may be driving your car. Keep your eye on the road, friend. High on the road. He came out to do the race, and he said, yeah, you got all those announcements before, and you're like slogging through them. I hate them can't stand them. I got to do them. I want you guys to know where I'm going to be. And I just don't want to spend a ton of time with them. But Kevin came out with Linda Lang. He's Linda Lang's brother. You know, Linda Lang, one of my favorite people in the whole world. She appears on my videos uh, from time to time. She's back from Jersey, but they all flew out from the East Coast, New York, New Jersey. And Kevin did the race second year in a row. I smoked his time, I think by like five minutes faster, even though it was slightly longer. Little note about ultra marathons, you guys, in case you don't know. I don't know if there's a single ultramarathon in the world that is the exact distance that it says it it is. It's very hard to map out on trails in the middle of a forest like a very precise course. So if you're on a road, you can clock it with a car and you can get pretty darn close to a marathon, 26.2 miles. For ultramarathons, it's general. It's like 50K is anywhere from... 50k to 53k it's or even more who knows the lake sonoma 50 apparently this year was like one or two miles longer i definitely know that the north face 50k i ran was over 32 miles instead of 31.1 which is a 50k technically a 50k so anyway it's uh so the reason i mention that is for two reasons one kevin beat his time yet ran longer so he really, really smoked his time, which is amazing. And two, a few people who I think it was their first race came up and said, I, you know, according to our watches, that was more than 31.1 miles. It's like, yeah, because it's an ultra marathon. Let's, get, let's let go of that stuff and have some fun. Don't kill it. Unless you're trying to win the world record, which nobody did this year. Zach Bitter, last year, just 3.55. This year, there was, I think the first was like 4.14. So 19 minutes lower. That guy is the reigning champion still after year two mm. i'm uh got my mushroom uh cocoa i got a lovely mug by the way from saint freaking lewis saint and i don't know if you guys know that but most if you hear like saint something there's a f- under understood freaking in the middle like i would santa freaking claus perfect example just saint anything saint related there's a freaking in the middle saint freaking francis I could go on and on, but St. Frickin' Louis, Drea, and Leon, her lovely husband, and they were great and just super nice. She brings me a freaking mug. Are you kidding me? Mug, because she knows I drink the mushroom coffee. A lot, of, fair amount of podcast listeners out to the race this year, which was very fun, and uh, my YouTube, watch, YouTube channel watchers. So very fun to meet people in person. 
on that. So, and, and I, by the way, I, I will be. I think I just before I started this recording posted a new video, which by the time you hear this is up on YouTube, called "What a Week," and it is a recap of the race. And uh, so I want to talk about it a little bit. Gene Bauer from Farm Sanctuary came out and did it. I, I donated a portion of proceeds. My uh, my friend I got to meet in person. Uh, emailed a few times. She's a podcast listener, Alina, who who a while ago wrote an email uh, uh, warning people who are small who are doing integrated exercise um, to wear stretchy pants because if they're doing squats at work, a few squats every hour, and if you're just joining me, integrated exercise was something I. Uh, I, uh, the concept I sort of solidified for my own practice, I call it integrated exercise. It's to how to infuse movement via small steps throughout your day, not just exercise for the partition thing that you do, but then throughout the day doing that too. And so she would get up and do a few squats every hour, rip the pants. So then I got an email last week that she was on a rebounder, which I, you know, I'm a fan of. If you can't get outside and run, jump on up. Who doesn't love jumping on a freaking trampoline? You know what I'm saying? It's fun. You, you can just act like you're four and do that and and exercise at the same time but she's been apparently slimming down some pant sizes and uh didn't really pay attention to that pants came down on the rebounder it happens you know you got to really be careful um where you're doing this kind of integrated exercise i don't want to be responsible for anybody's pants falling down on a rebounder i need to give you guys the uh, conditions and terms of this podcast, which is that I'm in no way responsible for pants coming down. I've said that from day one. I've said that from day one. If your pants come down, by God, that's on you. Uh, Alina, but then she shows up to the freaking race and kills it. I think she got, she got, it was her first huge, like, she was just like, I'm going to try an ultra. And she made it like 15 miles, like crazy, having never done anything close to that. Amazing. Okay. Michael Johnston, another buddy of mine who came to Matt Fraser's and my running retreat at the Stanford Inn last year, and and just you know first ultra and just boom after just one just he in the last year has just opened up in an incredible way running wise. I mean he is just killing it. He looked fantastic coming across the uh, the finish line. So very very cool, very exciting, and I had a really really good time at the race. However, as you know, uh, the stress is uh, pretty, uh, I'm, I'm very vocal about that because to me, it's like, uh, this is my stress in this thing, but it's everybody's stress in whatever things you're doing in your life. Um, and so leading up to this, I'm going to relate this. Uh, so the, 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 this um, girl came out, her name's Jess, and she, she and her um, husband, BJ, they have a podcast called Yogi uh, Triathlete. And they asked me to be on it the day after. So yesterday I, I drove down to the inn and they were staying there anyway. And so we did a, had a really great conversation. But they were asking me about the fear, uh, sorry, about the stress and how to deal, how do I deal with that level of stress? And, and I wanted to touch upon that um, today. And you should listen to the podcast because they got into some very cool areas and we discussed all sorts of cool stuff. But I'll, uh, I'll post that when it comes up um, with a link. That's just not up yet. Um, so a couple things I said was one is, this week leading up to the race and even just the last month it's it's extremely stressful for me i i i take it very seriously i i 170 people for a actually 164 sort of showed up that day and then there was you know a few people who didn't finish and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's it's not a big race this is not marathons way like you have a thousand thousands in some marathons like just thousands of people and so this is pissant. I mean, let's face it. This is a little teeny thing. 
But for me, I'm not a full-time race director. It's not what I do for a living. I've only, this is only my second one ever. So in my brain, the stress of this is massive. Again, you know, I do talks and, and like the panel that I talked did in, in Marshall with Josh Lajani and, and Garth Davis and a few other folks. We, we, you know, it's like we talk about ultras and we talk about marathons, but it's all relative because it's my ultra is your 5K. It, it doesn't matter. That's, that's so not important, like the thing that you're doing. It's your perception of that thing or your reaction to that thing. So in my mind, a 170-person ultra marathon is a 10,000 person marathon if I've been doing, you know, race directing for 20 years. Uh, to me, it's massive and it's 170 people coming in from 18 states and I want them to have a good experience and it's, I, I, I'm scared to death <laughs> that something's going to go wrong because for, because personally, I want it to be a successful race and I want it to be a really great experience. And also, I just don't like when people are pissed. Like, I don't, don't want like 170 people writing me nasty emails about how I screwed them up and wasted a bunch of their money and, and like all this kind of stuff. Like I want for a whole host of reasons, I really want this to go well. And so the weeks leading up to the race are sleepless. I mean, they're, you know, getting up at, th- you know, waking up at 3 a.m. and just not being able to go back to sleep because of all the things that are, you know, swirling around in my brain and, it, and, it's, and it's heavy duty. So they asked me about how I deal with that stress. And part of the thing is that, that that's not all the time. And so what I do is in my life, and I don't do it perfectly, by the way, and again, go back and listen to old episodes, you'll hear what I have to say about perfection. Um, And I say it that way, perfection, because I don't like it. Um, But but what I do is I work to make sure that my most of the time, my mod, at all other times of the year, or most other times of the year, I'll put it that way, because there's other times where I have spikes in stress too. I work to make sure that I'm well prepared for the impending doom of these kinds of things. I do not avoid stress. I do not seek to hide. That, that's for sure. And that's going to get into the, 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 the subject of this week's episode. But, but, I, but I prepare. And what I find to be most missing from the existence, from our existence as humans in today's world is ample recovery time. That, that's what's missing. We we want to focus on the stress and we want to minimize the times that we're stressed and we put all our energy to avoid stress when I think it's misguided. I think that you do that, you hide yourself, you protect yourself, you miss out potentially on experiences because they, you don't know what how they're going to turn out and instead to, to focus on recovery, well, what happens after the stress? What happens before the stress comes? Are you ready for it? We dive into the into the diet because we want to lose that weight, but we're not ready mentally. We're not prepared for the stress of that change. We're not prepared to go the distance. And it is a, by design, short-term endeavor because we can't take it. We can't continue it. We can't sustain it. So my short answer to them was, this ain't my most of the time. If it were, I I would be dead maybe I don't I can't I can't sustain this level of stress I can't do it now the second part of it is I also work to, to in my own mental health to not be as stressed by these things to have more perspective as they come to to be in the me not me game more me as I as I become more me these things don't affect me 
as much. I will tell you that having gone through this race last year and all the unknowns about that, my first year having no idea, I mean, scared to death and just, I mean, so, and I had the meal plan launching at the same time. I was breaking down physically. I could feel myself. I was, I did not have, I was, it wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't a good, a few more weeks of that and I probably would have gotten sick. And so um, having gone through that last year, this year, a fraction of the stress, it was still stressed, stressful, but not for six months leading up like last year. It was for the few last few weeks leading up. I can handle that I, I, so far. <laughs> if I can't, then guess what? I won't do another race. I mean, really, like there's too many things at stake. It's not my only thing. I'm not going to sacrifice family. Not going to happen. I'm not going to sacrifice this podcast. Not going to happen. I mean, it is. I love it, and it's amazing. It's great. I don't want to do it full-time, and it's fifth on my list of things that I want. My YouTube channel, I love. I, I There's things that I want to continue doing, and I, I'm not going to undo or or stop doing these things because of a race that I do one day of the year. So far, I'm going to keep doing this thing because I love it and it's amazing and get having this group of people come. And by the way, 150 to 170 is I, absolutely ideal for my personality. Like people are like you're going to grow this race, it's so popular. I go never. I don't want to I don't want to grow it. I love the number. It is just the ticket. It's exactly like what I can handle but also what I prefer. And so anyway, so my own work in my own life as a small stepper is to build in enough moments at all other times. And I think to think of your, your life that way is very useful. And, I, and, I, and when I work with private clients, is, 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 it is to coach them in that way, is to say, okay, well, your job is your job. And so to tackle your job and only your job is may be misguided. Certainly, there's things you have to tackle at your job, and if it's not working for you, deal with it. Like I talked about an email I got last week about that, so she's having a conversation with her boss to sort of deal with that, but that wasn't the only thing she was doing. You also attend to the all other times. So throughout the year when I'm not doing the race, I, am I pushing it super hard in my runs? Am I eating really bad you know, unhealthy food? Am I drinking a lot? Am I drinking too much coffee? No, I've got those things dialed in so that when the spikes occur, two things happen. One, I'm prepared. Two, I'm mentally prepared so they don't affect me mentally as much. I have a little bit more perspective. Don't put all of your attention into the upcoming stress and how to minimize that stress. Instead, say, it's coming. It's coming. It's what it is. I know right now, if I run this race again next year, that it's going to be stressful. That I know. So a year ahead now, I go, okay, well, for the rest of this year and up until April freaking one next year, I'm going to take care of myself as best I can in the meantime. And that's going to be a whole bunch of weird things that change up and and who knows what's going to happen. Am I going to, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, few, a whole bunch of unknown. I just want to be ready. The readiness factor of a small stepper is primo, the readiness factor. What are you ready to take on? That is the question. If you're just joining me, you go back, you'll hear a thousand times me say, the question a small stepper asks when you put in your next step or you build an existing step is, what am I able to take on starting today? What is that question? Well, that's a question of self-care and that's a question of strength to say, what am I ready for? That's a question of readiness. It's not to say, I got to do this because I did one mile last week, so I should be able to do two miles. No, it's to say, 
what am I ready for? Because if I'm not, that's the key question. If you ask that question, most people probably wouldn't go on the diet in the first place. They probably wouldn't subject themselves to the anguish of failure that comes with a diet because you lose the weight and then you gain it back statistically. It just, it just happens. And so you wouldn't even do that because I'm not ready to do a diet. It's, it hooks you in because you think you're ready because of 21 days. Who can't do that? And you, you get through it. You will power through it. But you're not ready. If you were ready for it, you wouldn't even do the diet in the first place. You would say, okay, I'm ready to make a change. Okay, now let me see what am I, what's good for me to do right starting today. What can I take on starting today? Because that's going to set you up for long-term success. As we progress in our lives and build what is, guess what, guys? The goal is to be happy and healthy and vibrant. This readiness factor is big. And and one of the things I talked about on the Yogi Triathlete podcast was, you know, they said, what's the one thing you would advise people to do? I could ask the question of what you want. Ask the question of the life you want to live before you do change one. It is a thinking issue above all else. Health and happiness is a thinking issue above all else. A distant second is changing your diet and moving your body and socializing or creating or all the things that I consider part of health and happiness. Distant. Distant second. Two, get your freaking ducks in a row. Know who you are. Know your ideal life, what it would look like. I mean to the detail. Ask that question before you put a stock of celery on your plate because then you've got the stage set and then you're like, okay, now let me roll this bell. Let me roll these dice and let's just see what happens along the way. But that's long term. Dig? Okay. The title of this podcast and this episode may be a little shorter than usual. I don't know why. It's There's no reason other than I'm freaking exhausted. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and the mushroom cocoa is tasty. It's just not jacking me up. So I probably should have done like a double espresso to get through this day. I am I am burnt. There's no doubt about it. I returned the, um, the rental truck this morning. Um, and I've got a garage. I spent all day yesterday cleaning, and then I went down and did that cool podcast with those guys, but 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 just like throwing away stuff and compost. Everything I used was like uh, compostable, so all the cups, plates, forks, knives, every, everything was recyclable, recyclable, bowl, recyclable, hello, recycled, or and or compo- compostable. So when I say trash, it, it wasn't so bad because it's going to compost. Kind of cool, right? But I had to deal with it. So there's a lot of stuff to deal with it's just it's just the aftermath of the of this kind of event and and then returning the trucks so that felt kind of good to like turn the truck in and the guys go at the u-haul he goes i hear him go to his boss he's like um it's kind of muddy the truck and the boss goes yeah it's fine see they don't know and i don't think they listen to the podcast they don't know what i use the truck for they're thinking i'm moving to you know a freaking condo what i'm doing instead of driving this thing on like dirt haul roads bumpy haul roads with aid station equipment so it came back like a absolute train wreck just caked mud that i was scraping off with a plastic bin yesterday to just make it look kind of okay (laughs) and luckily i made the mark because they didn't charge me anything extra i was like yeah you have no idea where this truck was you have no idea this was not me moving an armoire did you guys know i spoke french did you know that one of the many one of the many talents i have armoire I think it means closet in French. Um, I don't know. It's hard. There's so many words in French that just don't translate. Like, oof. I went off the rails there a little bit, you guys. I'm sorry. Again, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to blame that on my fatigue. So bear with me, okay? The greatest adventure race, human 
in parentheses, I'm a huge like grammar fan of just grammar and cleverness. They go hand in hand. I put human in parentheses and you guys go, holy crap, that is amazing. I go, yeah, I know. I know. Just two little curved lines and it just blew your mind. I want to talk about adventure, you guys. I want to talk about adventure. This is very much related to an ultra marathon because Ultra runners, uh, I love this sport above all else because it is, it is there's a, a a spark of adventure in in a lot of ultra runners. Not all, but a lot. There is a thing of of play, of of going out into nature and just being an animal and just just going for it, and that's encapsulated. But there is adventure to be had in in almost everything that we do in our lives. And I, and I was thinking like, you know, I often talk about how, how nutty nut then this world is and all these things that we've done, all, like these crazy things we put ourselves in and the, and the light box food and the, the news and all these kinds of things. But, but I want to shed light on what I think is, is an incredible part of our species. Maybe my most favorite part of being human is, is our sense of adventure. I think that that's a, a very human defining thing. I think that we like to go check stuff out. We like to, to explore. We're, there's something in our DNA that, that craves adventure, that craves new. We're curious. We want to find stuff out. We want to try new stuff. The, the thing about it is that that's sometimes at odds with the, the stress that is inflicted upon us by the very world that we created. So we have this this need to 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 seek and and to and to have adventure and just like excitement, but at the same time it's kind of scary. And there's part of us mentally and physically that says fear. Let's avoid that. And so there's at at odds is our natural inclination to to stay alive, to avoid fear and stress. And then at odds with that is our sense of adventure and to try new stuff and to go fly through trails in the mud and get dirty and just have have fun. Doug Hay is the um, Rock Creek runner. He's also the No Meat Athlete uh, radio co-host. He works with Matt Frazier a lot. But Doug came out this year again to do the race. Last year, he came out with his wife, Katie. They have a new daughter, um, super cute, a little baby. She's four months old. So just Doug came out this time, but totally helped me like pack the truck. And he's, he's just great. He stayed with me for a few days, and we had a really good time. But but I was telling somebody else that Doug is my favorite runner to watch. I've seen him run a few times. And I've seen him on videos. He always has a smile on his face. He is literally like a five year old kid in a in a freaking play yard. Like he loves running, and you see him running through, and he's just smiling. And I always go to the mile five around mile five marker. As soon as the race starts, everyone takes off, and then I get in my car. And this time I went with my daughter Luna. And I drive ahead and meet everybody at age at um, around mile five, pretty close to age station one, and and I see every runner. Like I, I I see the first runner to the literally the last runner, which is Sid, my training partner, is the sweeper for the race. So she's she puts herself in dead last no matter what. And I stay there. I watch every runner. Um, it's just fun. I did it last year. I did it this year. I'm just I'm gonna do it forever because it's so great. And everyone's just kind of at the beginning. Their nerves are starting to calm down a little bit, and you can kind of see them kind of finding their getting their into into the groove, you know. And um, but here comes Doug, and he's like in a group of five guys, and he's like jumping around, like he's joking. And I don't even know if they even like they don't know how to like process what he what he is. And I love that because he's it is the pure joy of that. 
Um, the day before the race, I went. I ran the whole course with Skip Brand from the Healdsburg Running Company, and and Doug crewed for us. So he met us at at a few different points to give us, you know, to refill our waters and bring some, you know, oranges and bananas and stuff like that. And at one point, Doug just got out on the trail and met us on the trail. And he's just you can the way he he just loves it, and it's that that thing that I want for myself, but also want you guys to capture it's there in you i just want you to have it i want you to to be able to hold that what that is and i think that the way that our world is created for for all of us to get through each day is means that that we don't get that thing in us enough we don't see it enough it doesn't come out enough that little spark of play that little spark of just pure unadulterated joy of just i'm it's raw you need nothing pair of shorts freaking shoes like it's not dependent on technology on money on circumstance like it's just and again it's ultra running for a trail running for somebody and for somebody else it's something else but it is it's sort of that base baseline joy that we in the world think our happiness has to come from so much that we need so much to make us happy we need light box food at every meal we need expensive technology we need televisions we need travel we need and what we really i believe to be actually happy is a fraction of that stuff it, it that stuff gives us joy too no doubt but we don't have to have that every time our simple needs fulfill us when we give them voice when we give them presence time with family when it's quality when when we are in a state where we can actually be present with our families is incredible and fulfilling and joyful. It's 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 very simple. But that's all shadowed by the stuff I talk about all the time, marketing, advertising, this. Here's what you, everyone's really happy and very willing to tell us what we need for us to be happy. Here's what you need to be happy. That's a point of contention for me and one of the reasons why when I started this podcast and my practice, I don't tell anybody what they need to do to be happy. I don't ever tell somebody, you should be an ultra marathon to be happy. I don't know what that is for you. Don't care. I really don't. My, my care is the process. My care is you getting to the point where you find what that thing is that kicks you in the ass and makes you happy on a level that no television show could ever do. Maybe, maybe Stranger Things. Maybe, maybe. But no other television besides Stranger Things, no other show is going to give you that level of joy. So I mentioned Doug because he, when I see that, that's the embodiment. I see him just, he looks, his physical being changes into look, he looks like a little kid. He looks like a, Lisa said it too. She's like, he's like a little, he's like a little kid and he's running around and he might as well be just running anywhere on a street. He just kind of trucking around and it's pretty cool. I want to capture that in you guys. I want to capture that in me. This sense of adventure to build in things in our lives just enough that we feel that whenever we can. Do we have to go to work? Yes. Do we have to raise our children? Of course. And that's wonderful. And that's an adventure too. But there's things that cloud us so that day to day, even raising our families becomes routine and it becomes ordinary and our jobs become routine and our jobs become ordinary. Even if we like them, they're just the things that we do. And these little adventures 
And I did an episode a few times ago called Break It Up. It's, it's that idea of these little adventures are things set in our future that say, this is, I'm doing this thing. And that creates in our lives so much, so much joy, so much additional just fire, right? And I love that about humans. I love that we do that. I just want it, I want it to be well-guided. I want it to be appropriately directed, not into stuff that isn't healthy or joyful long-term, but into stuff that is life-affirming, right? Not debilitating. This comfort that can come in our lives is very, we get used to that comfort. We get used to the things that make us so-called comfortable when really happiness sometimes is the opposite of comfort. It's, it's what we find in the discomfort. But at the same time, this is going to be kind of weird, but at the same time, we also, in our process of learning how to be adventurous and explore and try new things, we have to do the work, again, sense of readiness, to be comfortable with the unknown. And this is a big thing. This is why I wake up at three in the morning and can't go back to sleep when I've got something like this race coming up is because of the unknown. I'm not 100% comfortable with the unknown. I'm more comfortable than I was 20 years ago, that's for sure, but I ain't there. I, I don't know if I'll ever be there. I just want to hopefully keep you know in the right direction, which I, I'm in, which is being okay with the unknown. When we, can, when we can capture that most of the time, when we can be okay with the unknown, oh my gosh, what opens up. Like, what can't you try at that point? I don't know what's going to happen. Amazing. Amazing. What a great place to be in when you don't know what's going to happen next. Or what a terrifying place to be in when you don't know what's going to happen next. Which leads me to the next thing I wanted to talk about in this podcast, which is the difference of perspective. Um, It's interesting to me being a race director because, uh, you know, so there's a part of my race where people run down this kind of in a little trail and then they have to come up this embankment and it's pretty steep and we did a rope. We put a rope up. We did it last year too. And I noticed that like 99.9% of people just love that rope. They're just like, that was so fun because they feel like they're at camp. Like it's a thing. They and there's a little bit of a wait. Like, you know, people waited 15 minutes. Sometimes there's a long line of people and it's like four four miles in, let's say. And so the 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 top group, the the men and women who are in the lead, they don't wait because there's not many of them, so they kind of whip up the rope. And everybody else who's just sort of running it to run has to wait a few minutes. Not not bad, anywhere from five minutes to fifteen minutes. You're hanging, you climb up the rope, and you go on your way. We're talking about fifty feet. Um, and so most people, overwhelmingly, last year and this year, same thing, love that damn rope. They love it, but there's always a couple that don't. And it's the ropes, the rope. The rope is the rope. It's this. It's the thing. There's no positive or negative inherent in the rope. It's not part of the rope experience. That is just rope up a hill. There's nothing else. What we bring to that is us. What we bring to the table is us, and and all us. Our perspective, our opinion, our experience. And I think that if you leave that unchecked. If that's not checked, when you hit that rope, rope, if you haven't noticed by now, it's a metaphor, okay? You guys, you, everyone's just like, yeah, but I don't really climb ropes, so this isn't too super relevant to me as a medical technician. Um, but when you when you hit that rope, if, if, un, if left unchecked, what you will bring to that experience is your upbringing, is, is every day leading up to that moment is what you will bring if unchecked. It's what you'll bring. And so if you are, your, your youth and your upbringing was of a certain 
way, it might be fun for you. And if your upbringing and your youth and your you know your childhood experience was another, if you had a bad a, a bad situation at camp with a rope, you're gonna hate it. But it doesn't change the fact that there's just this thing in front of you. What do you bring? If left unchecked, you come with what you got already. If checked, if questioned even for a minute, you bring you, the true you, the real you that I talk about. That's who you bring when you just for a moment say, if I were me in this moment, would I enjoy this rope? If I were me, would I enjoy this rope? Yes or no, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. I'm just saying that's a question. And I noticed like the woman I talked about earlier who wrote me the email about the her pants falling down forever. That will be her person. Oh, she's the one whose pants fall down just forever. Um, she dropped at 15 miles. I think I actually said you guys are taking too long because there's no way they're going to be out in a safe amount of time. And so I said, you guys got to come back. Um, super happy. She's like, look what I did. I did 15 miles. Her family was like, look what she did. Like a, she took on that massive thing, having, having never done it. She went 15 miles. Another person, just pissed, just mad, mad at me because I stopped her at 15, mi- at 15 miles because she was going to end, ended up being out for 11 hours. I, I couldn't make my volunteers stay out that long. It was crazy, but super unhappy. Same experience. What do you bring? And what, what you bring, how that affects your quality of life, how that affects your overall stress, amazing. There was a portion of the race that I ran on the day before that I love, Skip ran and I were like kids running through the forest. We had the best time. It was muddy and dirty and awesome. One woman, that part was muddy. It's a trail ultra marathon. It's a, tra- did you want me out there with a hairdryer to dry the path for you? So just because what, what happens if you have a little misstep into a little bit of mud? Trail running ain't your bag, man. Go, go get on a treadmill if trail running gets your shoes dirty. But again, same experience. Isn't that amazing? It is up to us, you guys. It is up to us. Do not look outside for pleasure because it is what you bring that determines your experience level, your how, how fun or not something is for you is what you bring to it. And it's so cool to watch something like this race because – overwhelmingly, I'm assuming everybody, 100%, was there by choice. I mean, I hope that maybe the person who was muddy, like their person, they had somebody made them do it. So they were just mad about the mud because they didn't want to be there at all. I don't think that's true. I think everybody that showed up to the starting line did so because they chose. And by the way, it rained the day before. I mean, there's not much that I can do about the rain. If I had that power to stop the rain, this podcast would be very, very different. It would be an amazing podcast because I could just tell you, I could just make stuff happen. I could be like, hey, guy, you driving the Subaru, you're going to turn left right now. And so everybody shows up to the starting line wanting to be there. And yet still in that context, the experiences change. But it is what you bring that that sets that. Now, certain things are going to happen. Guess what? Unknown things are going to happen. For instance, I want 100% of people to be happy. I wanted yesterday when I, or Saturday morning at 4.30 when I got up to go down to the site, in my mind, I want 100% success. In my mind, I don't go, well, if I make, I'm fine making two people mad. I don't do that. I go, I want 100% of people to be happy. And I bust my ass to make sure that that's a possibility. It's not. I know that it's not, but that's my goal. 
But when I've got a couple people upset, I can let that tank me. I can say, oh man, I didn't get my 100%. I did not get my 100% people happy. I'm super upset and I'm going to have a bad day when 99.9% of people were coming up to me going, what an incredible event this is. I'm coming back next year. This is amazing. Again, what are you allowing to affect you? What are you paying attention to? What are you paying attention to? Same event, different experience. And I think that transitioning yourself to health, saying, or healthier, saying, I'm going to take on some things that make my life better, or not even that. I'm going to take on some things that, that feed my body better. I'm going to start moving my body because I know it's healthy. You can see that as an adventure. Some will see that as an adventure. Some will say, this I've never done before. I've never taken on steps that are going to make me feel good, or, or at least that's in theory, what they're there to do, like to eat better. What an adventure to like eat new stuff and move your body and try new things you've never tried before. Other people, dread. They see it as restriction. They see it as militancy. They see it as, as I, what I can't do. Others see it as what I can do. Wow, let me try that. Alina shows up to the starting line to try a 50K, makes it 15 miles and goes, that was awesome. No change in the in the fact of the matter between her and the other person. No change. But what a different perspective. Now, Lena gets to go home and feel less stress and more joy and a sense of accomplishment because it's real. It's a real accomplishment. And, and, then, and then use that to feed the rest of her life. And maybe she's not going to be one to never try that again. She's going to be one to probably try that again. Or something else like it. She not fear. There's no failure there. She succeeded 100%. It just her success looked different than another person's success. Who knows? Maybe somebody finished the 50K but didn't get the number time that they wanted. Did they not succeed? I don't know. What depends on how they view it, isn't it? Somebody could pass it and go, yeah, I didn't make my time, but I finished a 50K. We set the rules on that. I don't set the rules on that. I don't say you're going to be only successful if you finish my finish line that I put in the dirt randomly. It's, it's all made up by us, you guys. It's all made up by us. You can determine success based on what you decide is successful. But again, we look outward and say, what is Sid going to tell me is successful with this race? Okay, well, it's a 50K, so it has to be me doing the entire thing. That may not be appropriate for you or for anybody. And it may be, I don't know. I want you to make the decision though. Don't make me the, the, the holder of your definition of success. I don't want to be that anyway. That's not my job. My job is to train you guys to help you learn how to make your own rules and to go to search for adventure knowing that the outcome can look nothing like you thought it was going to be or not even anything like you expected it to be and you still walk away glad you did it, happy you did it, stronger that you did it, more powerful that you did it, more fulfilled that you did it. Our curiosity, our desire for adventure is there. And I want you to capitalize on it. I want you to grab it and take it and use it and make it feed your experience of life. If you don't want any fear in your life and you don't want any stress in your life, you will sit in your room and you will do nothing and you will not experience the things. 
If you don't want stress and you don't want fear, you will not transition to eating food healthier most of the time. You will not transition to moving your body healthy because those two things are stressful. You're going to sit in your room and you're going to eat the same things you've been eating your whole life because that's what you know and that's your level of comfort and you understand that. And there's no adventure in that. There is no adventure in that. And that is at odds with what I believe is a spark in every one of you listening right now, regardless of where you are on your own path to health and happiness, it's there. And if you don't pay attention to that, it doesn't go away. It just kind of creates upset for you in a mental and very physical way. If you don't want any stress and, and, and discomfort and struggle, you'll do these kind of crazy things to, to offset that. You'll do to avoid that. You're going to sit in the room. But the thing that I need all you guys to understand is that doesn't work. It's what you will do to try to avoid all that stress and fear. You'll, you'll just hide yourself away from the world, but that's not a solution. It actually does not work. Your body will break down and your mind will break down. It is very much a natural thing for humans, I believe, to, to try new things, to be curious, to look, to explore, to search. We can't sit in a room. It's not a natural thing. If we're in, in nature, we wouldn't we couldn't sit still anyway. We got to be on the move. We got we, we would be eating natural food no matter what cuz we'd be out in nature. We'd be doing things and experiencing things because they're there. And it is new and it is unknown. Now in this modern world, we have this idea that we can sort of not be against the unknown. We have things like again, I'm going to step in here just for a second, but you know, things like religion and 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 other sort of systems allow us to be okay with what we don't know to sort of give us a, an answer to say, this will get me through the day. I get it. I totally understand that. 100% understand it because there's a lot of fear to not know. We want answers, man, and we're not okay with not having answers. We, want, we think there's an answer. We want to know what that thing is. We're not okay saying there's probably not an answer or if there is, I'll eventually figure it out, but I don't really care right now what the answer is. I just want to try new stuff and see what comes. How much of our efforts are being put toward avoidance to, to, to shield ourselves from any discomfort creates discomfort. To shield ourselves from stress creates stress. All I say is if it's there anyway, then just get out there and check it out on, on, on any level. Not, not an ultra marathon level unless that's your next thing, but on a get off your couch and, and walk a couple minutes away. See what happens. What's going to happen, Sid, if I walk two minutes a day? I don't know. How cool. Have you ever said, I have no idea what's going to happen? How awesome. Have you ever said that to yourself? This week, your goal is to think about something and say, if I did that, I, I, had, I, I have no idea what would happen if I did that. How awesome. What that, how does that feel? Because that's what that is in you. That's that little adventure spark in you that's there. But again, the busyness of our lives, we don't give it a voice. We don't pay attention to that. We don't shine light on that little thing, and we just kind of bury it down so we can sort of get through to retirement. And all the amazing stuff, all the amazing experiences that we could have in our lives are, are, are never, never happen. And this isn't about money. Look, I'd love to have enough money to travel the world and just see new places every week and take my family on all these incredible trips. I would love to do that. I would love, like I feel, in some ways I feel like I, I, want, I wish I had more resources to be able to take my kids to new, to new places. Often, I just don't have the resources. It's super prohibitive. But that doesn't mean that I'm 
cannot have new experiences and introduce them to new things because it's surrounding us and anything you take on is an adventure. Anything you take on is an adventure. That's why getting off your couch and walking for a few minutes, if, you've never, if you never have done that, is an adventure. It's a new thing that will open up new something. I don't know what that is. I love that I don't know what that is because that means you don't look to me to tell you what's going to happen. You look to me to go, how can I open up myself to a new adventure? Okay, well, then I can step in with this podcast and my practice and say, you build a steps list. You find out super clear about what the life is you want to live right now. It may change, but right now, what's the life you want, the ideal life? Then let's build a step list of you starting to make inroads into those things. That's when the opening happens. That's when the adventure begins. That's what you can do. This isn't an ultra marathon question. This is an adventure question. This is a seeking a fulfilling life question. And it's in all of us. And everybody, everybody listening to this right now and everybody in the world has it, period. It's just how do you get it? How do you bring it out from the shadows into your life and not have to change everything and not have to quit your job and leave your family to go on an adventure to hike the freaking Ozarks. I don't even know what Ozarks are. I think it's a wa- bottled water company. And to do that, you don't need to. You can have adventure today by just trying anything new is how the ball gets rolling to then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And because you're doing all these things, you're opened up to new things. And then lo and behold, you oh, I'm open to this. Boom. I didn't always, I didn't, I wasn't born wanting to be an ultra marathoner. It was a series of events that got me to the point where I was like, that sounds fun. I wonder if I could do that. I don't know. And fear and discomfort and struggle. And yet, how amazing. And then through that, I wonder if I could direct a race. It seems like this would be kind of a cool thing to have in this area. And look what's opened up. People from all over the country coming and, and I get to be with them physically and hang out with them and it's positive and we're having a beer together and it's we're talking and we're, I'm meeting people from every race and, and religion and color and, and everything just there, all positive, all going out into nature, not messing anything up and just having a really fun time. How often does that happen in life today? Not as often as it should. That's what I will say. Not as often as it should. What can you do this week that is new that you go, if I did this, I don't know what's going to happen if I did this. Oh, man, what a great thing. What a great thing. If you know the outcome of everything you're doing, you're probably bored to death. Boom. Nailed it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on that, on, that, on that note, on that very, very, very unkind. No, I'm joking. It's not unkind. You guys are awesome. Are you kidding me? You're all adventurers. Every one of you. All right, and I hope this podcast helps you guys bring that out and try new stuff. And maybe that new stuff has to do with health and happiness, and on some level, definitely has to do with happiness. But maybe it has to do with health on a very like concrete level, like eating better food. Maybe that's your adventure. Awesome, great. Make it an adventure. Make it an adventure, and see what opens up when you when you dive in on that. All right, all right, you guys. Thanks uh, to all volunteers. I have to say, like, thanks to all volunteers, all the podcast listeners who came out for the race and to volunteer for the race. It was just super cool to see everybody. You guys are awesome. Thank you to everybody who has donated to the podcast. It helps me uh, do these things like this race, but also to do the podcast and the YouTube channel. It enables me in a very, very real way to do this, to, to devote the time many hours a week that I do to this. Um, your donations help. Your reviews on iTunes. You're subscribing to the podcast in the first place. Subscribing to my YouTube channel. Please do that if you if you have time. Okay. In the meantime, if you have any questions or anything, 
email me podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. That's podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. I will see you next week. All right? In the meantime, you guys, be well. Climbed a great wall 
from then Everything in his view Everything in his view Sin. 